Listener Production. Brooke Boney and Linda Mariano's Dream Club. Hey, it's Linda Mariano and Brooke Boney and welcome to our Dream Club. Each week we sample all of the porridges <laughs> made of the most important moments in culture. Mm. Some are too hot. Some are simply too cold, but we are going to serve you the ones that are just <laughs> right. It's ridiculous or not quite right, which is why they're just right for this podcast. And this week, we're going to talk about Splendor in the Grass going virtual. We're also going to talk about Kim Kardashian opening up about her split from Kanye and the smash musical Hamilton Well, guess what? They're joining us in studio. Look around, look around. Look around. (laughs) Brooke and Linda's Dream Club. First up, big news in the music world, big news in the world of music festivals as well. Splendour in the Grass is going virtual and this is before you're like, Lindy, come on, I'm so looking forward to the Real Life Festival happening in November. That's still going ahead. But in the meantime, for you lovers that want some winter warmth, Splendour in the Grass is going virtual with Splendour XR, a world-first immersive virtual music festival experience taking place in the last weekend of July. It has over 50 local and international acts, including Khalid, The Killers, Charlie XCX, and so many more. And essentially, you buy a ticket, Brookie, so Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. tickets range between 20 bucks and 80 bucks, so a hell of a lot cheaper than a regular Splendor in the Grass Festival ticket. And you create an avatar and you get to walk around this virtual world that apparently is going to look almost uncannily identical to the real, to the real festival. To in the grass. Feel the wow. squelchy mud underneath those gumboots, Brookie. Okay, well, I have uh, a couple of questions. Go on. First. Hit me. Can the characters, like, can your avatar smooch another avatar? Because oh, really, that's what everyone loves you about Splendor. Do you, you want to mack on? Do you want to on in you a tent? You want to pash on in a tent. You mm. want to, you know... I, I'm i going to say yes. Apparently in front of, because I don't know how many tickets they're actually selling for this, but apparently when you're in front of the stage, they can have about 50 avatars like dotted around watching, you know, Denzel Curry up on the stage. So if you're one of those lucky that run into that, you know, main stage zone or something, you could find, you could possibly you could be find standing the love there. of your life. You you very you very well might. Okay. Yeah. Second question. Because if you want it to be a real splendor experience, then you want to be able to stand in someone else's mess while you go to the bathroom. So is someone gonna to come to your oh, house, make yeah, a big old mess, and then just be like, Well, you said you wanted to go to Splendor, here it is. And sneeze some like poo samples into your house. <laughs> yeah, so you're maybe. like, Oh, this is great. Now I'm eating really weird food. <laughs> maybe get some like disrespectful guys to pee on I, the floor a little. I reckon that that's what it's gonna be. And you know what I love about this, Brooke? Mm. I love that, you know, it's it's an as well as and not just a replacement of the real festival. So it means that people that otherwise, you know, you can't afford these festival tickets or maybe you're not able to get to the festival or you're just not able to like walk around. Like that's not easy for a lot of people and not mm. accessible. So this is a way of watching these 
apparently world first performances that all of these artists are cooking up. And Ooh. if you've seen some virtual performances over the years, for example, you know, like Playboy Cardi mm. did one a few months ago. There was a Travis Scott one where he performed in the video game Fortnite and they look amazing. Like they're you incredible. feel trippy as hell, but yeah. they're like really amazing to see. When that uh, performance was happening, that big festival was happening in Fortnite. I went home to Musselbrook for the weekend and mm-hmm. my nephews were playing Fortnite and they were like, hey, Steve Aoki is on. My nephew speaks with an American accent because what? he's got he autism. Oh, he watches sweet. heaps of YouTube videos. What a sweet he's like, Steve Aoki. It's is very he cute. the one that learned how to play Post Malone? Like he taught himself how to play Post Malone on the piano? Yes. So he'll oh, listen to, to a song like once and then know how to play it from memory. And how good that he can go to Splendor now. Yeah, well, I don't know if I want to see him at Splendor, to be honest. <laughs> I think he's too young to be hanging out there. Um, okay, I do actually have another question. Number three, Lindy, what is your favourite all-time Splendour in the Grass memory? Okay, freezing my butt off and, Mm. like, wiggling through the massive crowd to get to the best spot to watch Kendrick Lamar because I think that that was a standout performance. My voice has gone husky because I got so excited about it, remembering the sleepless nights. Remembering how cold it is. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, my... I've got so many. Um, Okay, this is so funny. Um, once I got locked out of our accommodation, you know, we always used to stay together. Yeah, we did. And so then I had to stay in Dylan's room. Dylan Alcott, my friend and yours. <laughs> and I was sneaking out in the morning to go back into the other thing, um, you know, because obviously like as if I'm going to sleep outside or whatever. And um, Richard Kingsmill caught me <laughs> leaving their apartment and it looked like Dylan and I had Was spent sleeping the night together. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. Oh, my God. And so I never, like, I sort of froze because I felt like I've been caught doing something, even though we were oh, just friends. Been, look, there's been many a sneak in and out of someone's <laughs> so room funny. over those Triple J work trips, but. Richard Kingsmill. We're setting the record straight. Brooke and Dylan Alcott did not sleep together. (laughs) He has seen some things over the years. I bet he has. So we are into the final season. In the the last couple of episodes, I think the last episode is this weekend of Linda's all-time favourite television (laughs) show, Keeping Up With The Kardashians. Final ep, final season. Wow. And we predicted that Kim and Kanye would be talking about their divorce. So we'd see some sort of inside scoop from it um, at some point during the last season. And we did. In the last week, Kim um, has broken down after a big blowout with Kanye West. And and she said uh, about their divorce, you know, they've been together for uh, quite a long time. What is it, like seven years? They've got children together. They've bought houses together. They work together. They do a whole bunch of stuff. And she said that she feels like a failure because the relationship ended. And it really, you know what? It got me thinking, Lindy. Do you know what it got me thinking? What did it get you thinking? I'm sick of it. I'm sick of oh, it. I'm sick of it. No, no, I'm no. I'm not going to take it anymore. I will not take it because why do people always measure themselves oh. based on whether or not they're partnered up, whether especially, or not their relationships survive? Especially women. It's the, it's the still, unfortunately, the norm that to have a successful, happy life, you should be partnered up. And the ideal is that you are partnered up and you are 
married. And you hear it in Kim's quote where she says, you know, he should have someone that supports him and goes everywhere with him and is this, you know, more often than not, it's this still idealism of men generally being the breadwinners and women being the subservient, supportive, incredibly sexy, always desirable person behind the scenes. And I'm sick of it. We're both sick of it. We've had enough. We've absolutely had enough. I think it sort of comes back to this thing where everyone needs to be partnered up, Mm. where every relationship needs to end or never end. And, you know, the the ultimate demise of the relationship is when one of the people in it dies or you die at the same time or something. And it's just not realistic. It's so outdated. It's sort of bogged down in this idea where you need, you're sort of relying on one person for for something or other, whether it's money or, or support or whatever. And, um, you know, we still get measured by all of these standards now. And it's so weird. I um, it reminded me of this um, this uh, feedback, let's call it feedback for... Constructive feedback. Constructive we love feedback. constructive criticism on social media. Yeah, it's so, especially when it's this kind. Um, so last year I wrote an article about um, freezing my eggs um, and uh, I posted about it on my gram and this guy wrote on there, is this because no one will have you? I was wondering how someone's still being single with no partner, children, etc. at your age, especially. Hey, firstly, dum-dum, oh, it doesn't even make off. sense. It doesn't even make sense. That's not a sentence. Also, like you're the one who is just like spending your time commenting on people's Instagram in the middle of the night. Get some sleep. I don't know. Yeah. Obviously, you don't have a partner. If they do, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? But you it, idiot. Is, it is absolutely absolute that muppet. Thing. You absolute muppet. Like women still having to oh, steal that idea of like the spinster or that. And and you hear Kim say, you know not being in the marriage means that she's a failure. Like she's she has failed. She takes that shame. She takes that blame because for women to not be married is absolutely a failing in what should be our successful lives. I'm sick of it. And even like over the weekend, I visited Nonna in her nursing home. So she's like 95 and you go there on a Sunday and there's all these other people going and visiting their um, elderly grandparents or parents and there's these other women that were in the room when I was visiting my nonna and everyone's like, oh, Linda, are you single or are you married? And I was like, I'm neither. I am not single. I have a committed partner. And straight away it was the frowns of, oh, don't worry. Oh, we're going to pray for you. We're going to pray for you. He's going to propose. You know, obviously an assumption of a he, obviously that I'm disappointed that I'm not married, this assumption. And I was like... Save your prayers. Save your prayers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's um, that feeling that we have to often be the ones that are the most supportive above all else, the ones that compromise above all else, the ones that are sexy above all else. And then anything that seems slightly less than that is a failing on our part. Get in the bin. <laughs> Do you know what? I don't care if I... I'm never married ever again. I don't. I, if I'd never have like another long-term partner, and I'm sure that I will, it's not like a big deal, but like I would just simply have children with one of my friends or simply find a sperm donor or something. Like why do people force this sort of idea of like these relationships on people when they're pretty outdated? 
Yes, I will have children with you, Brooke. You don't have any sperm, Linda. Get out of it. Get out of it. Hey, you haven't checked. <laughs> oh, get out of it. <laughs> anyway, Kim, keep your head up. You haven't failed, sweetheart. You'll be right. and Linda Mariano's Dream Club. So the smash hit musical, the absolute award-winning stomper Hamilton has been showing in Sydney this year, the only production of the global hit showing down under, and it's just been announced that Hamilton is going to be hitting Melbourne stages from March next year. This is very exciting. And so to celebrate, we've got Jason Arrow and Victory Nduque joining us right now who play Hamilton himself, and also Jefferson and Lafayette. Jason and Victory, welcome to the studio, guys. Thank you so much for coming in and joining us. Thank you for no, having no us. No problem. We had such a lovely time, yes. didn't we, Lindy? Brooke's seen it twice. I went with you the second time. It was a matinee. There was a vibe. Yeah. So, like, on the night, because I went on the opening night, and it really did feel like the greatest city in the world, because it was the first time that anywhere in the world had put on, like, proper mm. production. Mm. Every Everyone was there wearing masks. Mm-hmm. Did you guys feel that? Because it felt like truly special to be in the audience. It, it was nuts. I mean, everybody was going crazy. It felt like a rock concert. Yeah, it felt it felt pretty huge. Actually, yeah. there was um, definitely an, an air about it. You're mm. right. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a vibe. What's the reaction been like from overseas? Good. I mean, I've been getting a lot of inboxes from, um, you know, our ham fam overseas and they're like waiting, they're doing costume We love fittings. her, it's ham Because <laughs> <laughs> we love ham. Yeah, ham fam. Yeah. We're going to do a cover version and it'll be spam fam. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they've been reaching out to us and saying, oh, I hope you guys are doing well and, you know, I hope the show's going well. And we've been having a lot of a chat, like quite a lot of chats with them and I think that has a lot to do with the fact that they're just waiting to go back to work. So they're mm. doing a lot of costume fittings at the moment and things like that. Um, and sometimes that doesn't usually happen. Mm. But I think because there's this like overseas camaraderie now because there's nothing happening anywhere else in the world, I feel like it's opened up the lines of communication mm. a bit more. Mm. That might not have been there before. Also, because there's like literally no one else anywhere in the world performing, you're like, we are the greatest performers <laughs> we are <God. laughs> on stage anywhere in the world right now. No and one can compete with this. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know I remember it was this time um, last year when they'd released Hamilton on Disney+, Plus, the yeah. Broadway performance, and it was right in the middle of all of the BLM and protests and mm-hmm. stuff right, happening right, over right, there. Right, right. Did you guys feel like the weight of that? And did you feel like a certain responsibility in, in you know, performing, um, knowing everything that sort of happened over the last year and how some things have shifted over that time? Good question. Um, yes. Yes, because it was, uh, well, we all know what Hamilton really represents in a, you know, a, a modern culture at the moment. So absolutely I did, especially at the start, um, it kind of, made me start looking at my own identity and like what I, cause I mean, I come from South Africa, so that's a very, um, complicated, uh, country <laughs> when it comes to racism. That's a good way of putting um, <laughs> <laughs> it's very diplomatic. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, my parents left because of apartheid and, mm. um, because of everything that was going on there and they didn't want my sister and I to be brought up with having to worry about that because in South Africa, the, um, the terminology for who we are and who we represent as is, is coloured. And that's like an okay term. Like we, we're perfectly fine with that. And I know that's very different here in Australia. It's a very no-no term. Yeah, if someone said that um, to me, I'd be like, 
Scusi? Yeah, exactly. Oh, what now? Yeah, you've got to pick who you're talking to when you say (laughs) that. Um, So it's that helped me sort of um, the whole of, you know, BLM and um, Hamilton coming out and then being cast in it as well, sort of helped me look back at my own heritage and Mm. what that meant. And I started asking questions to my parents that I'd never asked before because it just made me go, I actually don't really know anything. And then, you know, all all the stuff came out and mum was like, oh, this happened and this and this. And And I was like, wow, okay. So Mm. it was a lot of things. (laughs) Mm. Also shout out to Laura on the Dream Club podcast who's been asking about the impact of the BLM movement on Hamilton and being really conscious of that. Mm -hmm. It is such a meticulous show. Like you clearly rehearsed it to the absolute bonkers levels (laughs) and it runs so smoothly in terms of execution. Has there been any little hiccupy, hairy moments? Uh, yeah. Um, There's one pretty recently, actually. Uh, what was it? Sat- it was Saturday? I think so. Saturday evening. Yeah. Evening, yeah, Saturday so. evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, um, so obviously I wear um, a wig in the show. No. Um, and yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and um, so I'm not, I'm not used to having long hair anymore. I did, I actually used to a long time ago, but I'm not used to having it anymore. So um, especially when it's not your own hair, you can't feel it on your head. Like you don't know where the source hair is coming from. So, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, like you don't know which hair it is and where it's coming from. So I had this hair sort of like creeping into my mouth during um, a song called "We Know," uh, which is where James Madison and Jefferson and um, Burr come and confront Hamilton about embezzling money, and then he finds out that it's you know it's an affair and all that sort of thing. Um, and then we go into Hurricane. Anyway, during that time, this this hair was making its way downtown. Like, <laughs> it was walking fast, faces past, and I'm homebound. Like, it was going right down my throat. And I was thinking, I'm going to cough. And my so largest, it was in your mouth. It was in. It was well in. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't, and I couldn't find it on my face. And I was sort of, like, looking <laughs> oh, for no. it. And you, don't, you, and you, can't, you can't really do that. Yeah, you, and, like, I was like, know? I can do it maybe once or twice. Yeah, if yeah. I do it more than that, then That's it's it. going to, you know, know, people going to be like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. That's an odd choice. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so it was... It was in there and um, uh, trying to find it. And as the, as the song's going on, I'm thinking, whilst I'm rapping, I'm thinking, I'm going to need to breathe in and I'm going to have I'm gonna have to cough. And this has been my biggest fear so far in the show. Anyway, thinking about it, I get to a certain point. Oh, what was the actual part of the rap? Before, before you say that, let's keep in mind that you, have, you deliver that line to me and, <laughs> I, and I'm a corpser. I just can't, I cannot not laugh if something ridiculous happens. <laughs> yes, and on everyone stage. on stage is looking at me, plus the audience obviously, but everyone on stage is looking at me and, and the three gentlemen are also looking at yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, for some reason, I thought about coughing and needing to cough, but I probably didn't need to. And... I just completely forgot the line that I was going to say. <laughs> and so what ended up coming out was, and I had to make up the last half just, of the line. So you I just, just made it like, up. I just like made it up. Uh, what, what did you say? I, what did I say? Okay, what's what it, was wait, it meant what's to the, be? What's it, what was it meant to be? It's meant it's, to, uh, I have done nothing to provoke. Uh, yeah, provo- as you can see, I have done nothing to provoke legal action. Are my answers to your satisfaction? And I, and I said, no word of a lie. And, uh, but uh, are you satisfied with my action? <laughs> That's all I said. <laughs> It was just stammering and a completely made up line. And the thing was, <laughs> I think the part of it was how I punctuated it. It was like, are you satisfied with my action? <laughs> that and, 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 and that was yeah. a staunch, like, fist on hips. On hips. <laughs> Defiant, like, superhero pose. <laughs> Victory, what did you do? Well, I'm supposed to say, so my line after that is, my God. <laughs> and I, it was the most genuine response. It was response the most genuine. Of- I was like, <laughs> my God. <laughs> 
It was, was there music? <laughs> Were people pl- trying to play along to this? Yes. That's, that's oh the worst God. part. It was dead oh air. God. It was just dead air and, like, <laughs> underscore. Like, just underscore. Well, because people know the words, right? Um, that like, too. people are obsessed. And so they'd be like, oh, they're just changing it up a bit. Good for them. Yeah. And oh. so, and then Hurricane comes straight after that. And so, the, and then they leave. And I was just sort of, because I my, my back's upstage at that time. And I was just there like, oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> oh. Well, Hamilton is going to be playing in Melbourne. So that's very good news at Her Majesty's Theatre from the 16th of March next year. And the mm. Sydney season's still running, still tickets available. Absolutely. Yeah. Right through to December 19. Yep. Mm-hmm. You guys are so yeah. busy. Yeah, you're here for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lucky you love it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's yeah. no, great. Best job in the world. Hey, thank you so much for having a chat to us. We both really loved it. Thanks so much for joining us. No, no problem. Thank you. Thank you. Dream Club. You sweet dreamer, it's that time of the week where we give our dream club updates, the things that we're aspiring to, the things that we're looking forward to this week. And I must tell you that this weekend I am doing my first DJ set in almost a year and a half. The last time I DJed was in Japan at a festival in March 2020. And now this weekend, I'm hitting the decks again. She's back, baby! As people say in this last year, we've lost dancing. So I am dragging my little butt to the dance floor and I'm going to be spinning those hot tunes for you this Saturday night and you better believe that I'm finding dancing and, I don't know, it just feels so nice that I'm going to be doing that again and just feeling the energy in the room. I love that so much. And I actually did listen to that Fred Again song after you told us to a couple of weeks ago. And I listened to it in my dressing room when I was at work. And I had a little boogie just to pump myself up a bit, Mm. you know, just Mm. to feel the vibe. Because we can't lose dancing. It's too precious. So it's too precious. Um, you were doing the Lord's work, Linda, <laughs> and you. I thank you for that. Guilty as charged. <laughs> What's your dream club update? Well, you know, I was thinking on the weekend, it's starting to get cold all over the city. I think there's like a bloody Arctic blast or something happening today. It sounds like the end of the world. <laughs> That's the Arctic blasting us again. I was thinking that you should go out even though you don't feel like it. And I have two examples for you. On Saturday night, I was like, oh no, it's cold, it's dark, it's raining. I just could easily stay here, order a pizza and watch, I don't know, a beautiful TV show. Mm. And also that sounds lovely. But one of my friends is having a party. And so then I forced myself to go. I got dressed warm and I had the best time. It's very hard at that point when you're on the fence, isn't it? It is. The moment I knew there was no turning back was when I started putting my makeup on. I was like, well... 
We're nearly there now. I've got my makeup on. I'm going to have to remove it if I want to get into bed. So it's easier just to go out at this point. <laughs> you know how much I dread washing my face at the Me end too. of the day. Like, Why? Oh, it was so dumb. Mascara. Um, <laughs> and the other evidence that I have that it's the right thing to do is that um, I wanted to go for a run the other day, but then I was like, oh, I could just easily stay inside where it's warm and have a stretch. I forced myself to go out for a run and God damn, it felt good. I was running across. I could feel the cold air on my face. My hair was blowing back in the wind because I was running so fast. <laughs> Probably going to be heading to Tokyo. I don't know. Mm. Maybe. <laughs> you know, a girl can dream. A, a girl should dream because you know what? It's the dream club, baby. <laughs> anyway, the point of my story, this very long-winded story, is that Sometimes you have to push through it being a bit colder and a bit more crappy weather outside and the the benefits are there. It's worth it. Yay. Thank you. Good one. Good one. Good one, baby. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. We're going to be back next week with more dreamy updates. But until then, please join our Dream Club and follow us at the Dream Club podcast on Instagram. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and leave us a chuggy review. Tag us in a pic so we can see where you are listening from and go and tell your friends. Excuse me, Yilly. Because it charms you. Reminds me that I'm alive. Well, we're going to amp that up. Don't you worry. Okay. Maybe you want to be back. Listener.